Welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. Today, we are honored to hear from pastor's wife, mom, grandma, and lover of truth, Sarah Simerson, as she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this episode, these ladies have an authentic and honest conversation about biblical femininity and what the Word of God says about this topic. Sarah shares insight into the Proverbs 31 woman and what it looks like to reflect her character in today's culture. She she also discusses the hot topic word of submission and brings biblical understanding and truth on which to reflect. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Honestly. When I was preparing for it and listening to everything, I I feel so old fashioned, but mm. it's only because that's the perspective the culture has. Mm. So when I read God's word, mm. I feel completely relevant. Yeah. But then when I <laughs> compare my thoughts and my feelings and God's word and just the things I I I feel I I feel old fashioned, yeah. I guess is the no, word. But I really I think I think I don't think it is old. I don't think no. God's word is old fashioned. No. So because it's alive and breathing. It's yes. like it's yes. still relevant yes. and we're supposed to be following it yes. and it is our own cultural interpretation that has yes. made it feel old-fashioned. Correct. Exactly Correct. what your point is. Yes. But, yes. I mean, let's just dive in, though. Okay. It's let's Sarah, do it. welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's such an honor to have you. Aww. I'm so excited. And, you know, I've known you for a while now mm-hmm. because my husband's home church, you know, he yep. grew up with you guys. Yes, and he did. loves you guys so much. I, he's still bummed that Cornerstone is not his home church still. Like, he really <laughs> loves it. So, um Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Before we jump into it, we kind of just gave everybody a little bit of a tease. And would you just introduce yourself for those who may not know you? Yeah. I'm Sarah Simerson. I am the lead pastor's wife down at Cornerstone Church in southern Minnesota, Austin, Minnesota, which is the home of SPAM, (laughs) Spam Town, USA. Uh, that's uh, Hormel Foods uh, headquarters and plant. Uh, there's actually a spam museum. Mm, I was yes, say, I can't forget the spam yes. Museum. <laughs> uh, and I have been the pastor's wife there for 30 years. Wow. So we were youth pastors for five years, and then we've been the lead pastors for 25 years. Wow. Yes. Wow. And yep. still going strong. Yeah. 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 I love being a pastor's wife. I actually feel probably when I was younger that I was called to be a pastor's mm-hmm. wife and I just I didn't really know how to vocalize that but um, I love being a pastor's wife yeah well that's great yeah. there's so much to it and yeah. you guys are very connected as well with the district yes. uh, you know assemblies yes. of God and, yes and so I think that you play a vital role in Minnesota in ministry so mm-hmm. it's just, a little more connected than we used to be since yeah. Angie Getz is here who is <laughs> uh, been my BFF and and a, a pastor's wife with me at Cornerstone. Her husband and her has served uh, in a couple different roles at Cornerstone for 25 years. Mm-hmm. So now with her new role at the district office for Bridging the Gap. Uh, yeah, so I feel more connected yes. here. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I have always really appreciated about you is how much you love the Word of God mm-hmm. and how boldly you speak to it and how you are not afraid to say, hey, this is what the word of God says and this is what culture is saying and what is true. And I've just always really appreciated that and not afraid to just, I don't want to say like have 
what am I trying to say? Not like confront people, mm-hmm. but in a sense of like, hey, I want to challenge your mindset. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. And really, how can we point this back to Jesus mm-hmm. and to God? And I've always appreciated that about you. So today, you know, when we were talking about what do we want to speak on, we're, you were like, let's talk about like biblical femininity. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, because yeah. that is just such a hot topic right now. And it's something that... People, I mean, that in the secular world, in the Christian world, are no one's agreeing on it, really. Like, yeah. It is just kind of butting heads in a lot of ways. And so I'm really excited to talk about it with you today and just to hear all of your thoughts and where you guide this conversation. Um, but what is your heart around this? Like wanting to talk about this conversation, mm-hmm. why are you like, we need to talk about it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that culturally there's been there's there's been a. An, an attack mm-hmm. on 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 women in the way that um, we've we've been we've been sold a lie. Mm-hmm. I think that feminism was going to free us and do all these things for us in the secular world. That's that's kind of been the push, and I I have noticed that women aren't happier. <laughs> it's true. W- women yes. are not. They're not more fulfilled. They are more depressed. They're more stressed out. Anxiety is high, high, for women, and all of the the sale of goods that that the world has tried to offer us women has has brought us nothing. There, if you ask women if they're more happy now with with all of the the um, demands on them and all the expectations and careers and family and they're they're not happier. So I I feel that going back to God's word and looking at what God how God created women and their role and the expectations of God is is what we really need to do. We need to go back and look at it and say okay the world tells us this. What does God's word word tell us? You know, how can we be fulfilled as women? How can we raise our girls and our boys to respect and honor the sexes? Mm-hmm. Where the world is just constantly putting us at each other's necks, that we're constantly competing, and that there's 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 you want equality, where that word actually isn't isn't really in God's word in the way that men and women are equal. That's that's not what God's word says. Mm-hmm. We are equal in our sin, mm-hmm. but we are also the equal rece- receivers of God's grace, mm-hmm. that we are equal in God's eyes mm-hmm. to all of his gifts that he gives us, but he makes us all our men and women different. Yeah. And so our equality is before God. Mm-hmm. We are equal. In so I think I think that the the world has taught us some things that that have infiltrated the Christian world and that especially young girls are afraid to say what God has really laid on their heart because they feel like it's not warranted or it's not legitimate or that they'll be put down for saying, you know, I I feel like I want to be a mom. Mm. I want to I want to raise kids. I want to get married. 
that 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 desire I think is intrinsic in 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 women and that we have been taught to shove that desire and not allow that desire to rise to the top and that's one of the things I'd like to like to give voice to is to allow young women and allow girls to speak what God's put on their heart to be yeah. without it being judged harshly because it doesn't have a degree behind it mm, yeah that is such a good point I I see that in just my generation right now where I have so many friends where we are uh, raising little kids mm-hmm. and starting to figure that out mm-hmm. and me I was in the workforce full-time mm-hmm. and then I decided to stay home with my kids full-time mm-hmm. and now I'm like this isn't for me I mm-hmm. think I think I actually want to get back and to do something mm-hmm. whatever that looks like mm-hmm. and I feel guilt doing it Mm -hmm. like I feel and battled this for a really long time of just like but I I I feel like I'm getting hit with you should be happy just being at home with your kids all Mm -hmm. the time but then also the same thing of well why aren't you out working full time Mm -hmm. you're just Mm -hmm. gonna be this Mm -hmm. this and that it's like ah you know you're Mm -hmm. getting it from both sides exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying Mm -hmm. is like you feel the guilt a lot of just like oh I do want to just stay home with my kids Mm -hmm. because people are like well you should be able to work what are you you know all Mm -hmm. these things so it's just such a good point Mm -hmm. in all of that well and one of the things that I think that young moms and and young women fall prey to is that you can have it all. Mm. And I think that you can have it all eventually. Mm. I think that somewhere down the road, there'll be time and space for you to have, you know, work on some of the giftings that God has placed inside of you. And, and maybe you would be fortunate enough to even be, have a job in that, that Mm -hmm. and get paid for those things, you know, (laughs) but, um, that you can have a young family and have a career and have, you know, the vacations and the, all of the things, um, that are Instagram worthy that you should and could have all of those things. I, I, I think that's unrealistic. And I think that's where the pressure comes on our young families and our young moms um, to have it all. Mm-hmm. When I think that you can have some of it some of the time and some of it not some of the time. Yeah. And to lower the expectations of ourselves that we aren't some super women to have it all. And I don't think that I don't I don't really think that that is the goal of of following Christ mm-hmm. is to have it all. No. It is it is to glorify him in the roles that he's placed in us and and um, when we look when we look at the fall of of man in Genesis and we look at the roles in that fall um, one of the things as I was looking through some things last night preparing for the podcast that really struck me was um, in the curse uh, that both man and women, man and woman were, Adam and Eve were cursed with their role. Mm. So man, his role as provider was cursed. He would have to toil with the land mm. and fight basically to to make a living, to provide the provider. Mm. That, that part was cursed now, he would have to work hard. And for the woman, the woman's calling and purpose was to give life and in the birthing process she she would have great pain and it was interesting I never really thought of that before and in my study Bible it brought that out that the two callings of the sexes between the, Mm -hmm. the differences that those were cursed but yet 
they were, they're still the calling. They're still the thing that is most important to man and woman. And um, I think that the roles of man and woman in the Bible are, are clear. And I think that's where we are becoming, when we want to be equal with men, and there are some really great things that um, that women can bring to a table that man can't because we are different. But one of the things that feminism has done is to teach us that we should be equal. And we there are some good things that have come out of feminism. And I will mention those things. You know, the right to vote mm-hmm. and equal before the law that we would be able to 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 own own land and that we would be able to go to court and 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 have equality before the law. But that women can do what men can do and men can do what women can do, that that's just not true. We can do similar things. So the reality is, is that we are all gifted with what God has gifted us. And that if if God has gifted you as a woman to be a woman, that is a gift. Mm. And that we would embrace the gift that God has given us. And I'm not and I'm not saying that women can't pursue everything that God has for them. I'm saying there are certain things that women can do that men can't do and vice versa. And that we be at peace with that and that we are fitted as in, in harmony with each other when we embrace what God has gifted us with. I think when we fight for equality that you know we you can put this in your own marriage or my marriage when I fight for things to be equal and fair that's just a fight. Mm-hmm. And that when we mutually submit to each other mm. that's when the harmony happens. And and one of the things that I was I was struck with was that women or young women today have a hard time with chivalry, like allowing men to like open doors for them or and whether that happens now still or not. I don't know. It it has happened to me a couple times. But um, I was listening to a podcast with Annie F. Downs. That sounds fun, which she will have been at Thrive (laughs) with us and have been awesome. Um, But she was talking to somebody and now I can't remember who it was on her podcast that was dealing with dating. She had like the summer of dating. That was her theme this summer. And so um, I was listening to it with a a couple of my girlfriends with Angie Getz, actually. And one of the things that her speaker, the author that she had on was coaching her on, on dating and was to practice she had given Annie a assignment of practicing allowing a man to help her with her suitcase, mm-hmm. to allow the man to, hey, can I help you get that, you know, on an airplane, put it up over in the overhead compartment, that mm-hmm. that, that was her assignment was to allow men to help her mm-hmm. because she had just grown accustomed to doing everything yourselves, that which we all have to just do it, get it, get yeah. things done yeah. and to practice doing that. And I thought that is so interesting mm-hmm. that uh, allowing men to help you in, in a way that a man can do and how that doesn't just stroke his evil, but or evil, excuse me, <laughs> ego, but gives him a purpose mm-hmm. and makes him feel good to to honor the woman by allowing him to do that where you honored him 
by allowing him to help you. Yeah. It all also honors you mm-hmm. by receiving help and be made feel to be made to feel special. And I thought that is just a, such a great example of how men and women can honor each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to what you were talking about of how men and women are different. Yeah. I mean, yes, you can have men and women both loving to golf. Yep, that mm-hmm. could be it. But mm-hmm. I think our internal DNA is mm-hmm. built differently. Mm-hmm. And I it's so funny you bring up the chivalry thing because Wyatt and I were literally just talking about this mm. last night because he has so many times opened the door for a woman mm-hmm. and they just like scuff at him and uh-huh. walk through and yeah. I can do it myself. Or yeah. so it's like I was literally just opening a door for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I do it for men. I do mm-hmm. all of it and you know all these things and he, and we had this conversation and I said for men I truly believe that internally in their DNA there is a piece for of them that want to serve. Mm-hmm. They want to be like that fills their tank a little bit mm-hmm. when they help, when they serve, when they provide in that way. So doing chivalrous things like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't stroke their ego, like you said, mm-hmm. but it actually brings this fulfillment to them mm-hmm. that is built in their DNA, mm-hmm. that they want to help, they want to serve mm-hmm. and support. And so I think that's chivalry is a piece of that. So it's just mm-hmm. really funny you bring that up because yeah. that's totally something we talk about a lot mm-hmm. where it's just some, there's just pieces for men and women where it's just Built, we're built different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I'm a big proponent of somebody opening a door for me. And if yeah, somebody doesn't for me, I'll be so, well, thank you. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I try to always just uh, receive any help or just honor that someone is giving to me. Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting is a quote that I got from um, one of the books that I read uh, just recently. Uh, it's by... The book I didn't read, but the quote is from G.K. Chesterton. It says, it, meaning feminism, is mixed up with the muddled idea that women are free when they serve their employer, but slaves when they help their husbands. And I thought Mm. that is so interesting that, that if you go, like you go get a job somewhere. And I've had jobs all my life. So this isn't about, and we can talk about Proverbs 31 because yeah, that woman, she knows how to work. She's, she's yeah. Next. <laughs> yeah. But the, the idea though, that we have been fed is that when we get our own job, when we get our own careers, when we have what we want, that we are free. But when we serve our husbands or our families, that somehow we are slaves. Mm. And I thought that is that is just the way the enemy would twist everything around now if you have a, a a job and most of us do i do i have a couple jobs right now actually and and we we just can't put our worth into a job when we have somebody maybe at home that uh that needs our help. And like you said, your husband helps. I believe that women help men and men help women. Mm -hmm. And that when we are in harmony, honoring each other, uh, that is when it works best. And I just love that quote because I thought, you know, that is a lie Mm -hmm. that just because we are serving, that that means we are enslaved somehow to our family or to our children where that's just not respected. And that's one of the things I would love to change with the younger generation is to give them the power to speak what God has laid on their heart to do and 
not all of us are going to be these domestic people that can, you know, make the house look great and fix all the food. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that you care and serve Mm -hmm. your family and you take care of them in the way that God would have you take care of them. Mm -hmm. All the other stuff is just, you know, frivolous. Mm -hmm things that mean nothing. But caring for your children and your family is the legacy that you're going to leave behind. Mm -hmm. And your job and your career is is fulfilling. Mm -hmm. But that oftentimes can go away when you retire, you know, or you know, God forbid you pass away. And but your family will always be here. Mm -hmm. And That is something that you can't take your career to heaven, but you can take your legacy to heaven with you. You can meet your family and and in heaven and know that that legacy is something that you're building right now Mm -hmm. with those little kids that you're taking care of right now, that that is building a legacy. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to focus back on what's eternal. And give women the power to say, this is this is what I'm doing right now is as important Mm -hmm. as my career or as the job that I'm doing, that it has eternal consequences. Hey, ladies, we had so much fun with you at our recent BTG Leadership Conference. Tickets are now on sale for the 2025 event with Charlotte Gamble next year on February 21st and 22nd at Lake Geneva Christian Center in Alexandria, Minnesota. Once again, we'll have powerful main sessions, practical workshops, networking, the after party, and more, all to help encourage, equip, and empower you on your faith journey with Jesus Christ and to inspire you in your leadership potential. Save the dates and secure your house today by going to mnbtg.org slash leadership. That's mnbtg.org slash leadership. And that's one of the things that I that I'm really passionate about is that moms know that they are the most important person for their kids, that they do know best, that they do know what their child needs. And that, you know, like you're staying home with them, taking care of them. And not everybody can do that. But I do believe that women inside know that they do know best. The maternal instinct. Yes. Such a real thing. It is real. And, you know, that that with God's help, I think that we can start to to be creative in how we are staying home with our kids. I think one thing that that COVID did is that it gave and opened up the doors for people to stay home and do their jobs more. And I think that was one of the positives of COVID Mm -hmm. is that it it maybe enabled families to do more at home and to be together at home more. And so um, one of my heart's desires is to challenge the next generation to, to think creatively, postpone postpone um, things that, that cost more, the, to make sacrifices, to stay home, especially with your children when they're super young. Uh, I do believe no matter what your your financial situation or 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 your abilities, whether you're a single mom or or a married mom, that you really do have that desire to be the main caregiver and teacher for your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 
it just feels like you're just speaking right to me today because it was I had someone speak that into my life before and when I was pregnant with Carson my second he was a little surprised and <laughs> I battled with it a little bit internally because I had just started to get into the grind of doing some more getting involved in ministry doing some yeah. things and yeah and uh, Peter Haas actually we were chatting and he just said I feel like I just need to tell you like Take your two-year plan and make it a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. Because being home with your kids and raising your kids, being intentional with your kids, and like you said, even if you can't stay home full-time for mm-hmm. some reason, like having that intentionality with your kids mm-hmm. is the real like mm-hmm. mission in life. Mm-hmm. It is the real eternal piece that mm-hmm. we get to look at. So mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love that. And I was just thinking of as you talk, you're talking about it. But I, one of the things that when think, people think about women in the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. biblical women, Proverbs 31, you talked mm-hmm. about it already. Mm-hmm. And that is such a staple of womanhood mm-hmm. and biblical, you know, ideas. So I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. And, wow, yeah. And, and I know that we already <laughs> talked about how, you know, the Bible is alive today. Yeah. But what does it look like as a Proverbs 31 woman in today's culture? Yeah, that's a good question. So... The Proverbs 31 woman looks like she can do it all. I mean, <laughs> this, it's hard to reach some of those expectations. Yes, it is. <laughs> but, you know, I I think that this that that this is a, a life of a virtuous woman. So I don't think that she did this all between the ages of 25 and 30. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a really so good point I, to bring up. I, if I were to look at my mom's life mm-hmm. or so, uh, someone that you look up to, let's say Carol no, Lund. Say Carol Lund. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we could probably go through Proverbs 31 and mm-hmm. find this to be true about Carol. Mm-hmm. You know, every one of these verses to be true about Carol, but we're looking at it through through, you know, an, her entire life. Mm. And so that goes to that whole thing is you can't have it all right now, but I think you can have it all over your lifetime. Mm. And when you look at the virtuous woman here in Proverbs 31, it does look like she kind of does have it all and can do it all and does it. And her children rise up and call her blessed. Mm. And I think in today's world, uh, culturally, uh, I I think that you you can have a career, but she does it with her children. Mm-hmm. That she she doesn't sacrifice. Everything is done through the lens of her family, her husband, her children, and 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 God. Mm-hmm. And it's not done with with society in mind. She's doing these things for her family mm. and um, th- and the people that she employs. She she considers her her maid ser- servants and she she does business. She buys a field mm. um, and she takes good use of her time. And all of these things are are disciplined. She's a very self-disciplined <laughs> person. Yeah. And I think if you look at this and you try to measure up, you're never going to measure up. Because we're looking at it like right now in this time period, am I doing all these things? Of course not. Mm. But right now during this time period, am I doing all that God has called me to do and asked me to do? That's the question. And if you do that and you submit 
to God's will and you trust him with your heart's desire, leaning on him for contentment, because being a young mom with little kids at home can cause a lot of discontentment, <laughs> especially if you get on Instagram too much. Yeah. Yep. And so having that contentment in what you're doing and turning off the outside noises. Sometimes we just need to turn off social media yes. and think about, am I doing what God wants me to do? Mm -hmm. am, I, am I doing my best with God's help? Am I letting go of high expectations that maybe others have put on me? I think if you submit daily, not my will, but yours be done, Lord, I'm focusing in on my husband and my children and your calling on my life, that Proverbs 31 is going to happen. Mm -hmm. That when you are an 80-year-old woman looking back on your life, I think you can go through these things and say, yes, Lord, I can see all of those things. Mm -hmm. A virtuous woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? Mm -hmm. For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. And you can look, I could go through all of these. It's a beautiful kind of really poetic Many daughters, I love the ending, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful. This is another reason why I think this is at the end of a life that you look back on it. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Mm. And of course, everybody has the vivaciousness of young, uh, of youthfulness and beauty. So at the end of your life, beauty changes and it's different. It's, it's, it's this. It's, this is what we can look at, mm-hmm. that the woman who fears the Lord, she will be praised. And so to apply Proverbs 31, we have to just have a surrendered life. To the Lord daily and to look at what he's called us to do and to just to do those things take your hands and do with them what you are supposed to do for that day I absolutely love that so it's I, kind of it's, no. it's 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 broad in general oh, but I mean but I think that's our that's the problem with this yeah. is that we try to apply it at our little pocket window of time and we we fail every time yeah and I've always thought of it that way. So my mind is blown over here because I've always thought of it's like, I should be doing all of this right now. Mm-hmm. I look at this and it's like the expectation. Mm-hmm. And that's what it goes back to. And mm-hmm. just expectations mm-hmm. and, and motherhood and womanhood mm-hmm. and so many things. Mm-hmm. And to have it be like, no, this is your whole life. It brings Well, so that's how I view it. I don't know yeah, if somebody else. I've... I'm sure someone else views it <laughs> different. But I just really love that perspective. And I, I really, what I'm hearing is from you that womanhood and femininity feminine ooh, that's a hard it's word. a hard one femininity. to say yeah it has like <laughs> many extra syllables no it has a whole bunch of syllables <laughs> and i have problems speaking with lots of syllables i like did autocorrect but yeah. anyway um that isn't just what some people view differently of, oh, a Christian is saying that I need to just stay home because I'm a woman and I just have to watch my kids and say yes, sir, to my husband all the time. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is this 
false perspective that mm-hmm. is given. And what I just heard you say that you just said so beautifully was you are looking at it as a surrender to God and a mm-hmm. surrender to your family mm-hmm. and your husband's included in that mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. if you're married. Most certainly, yes. And what it looks like to surrender to God's calling on your life mm-hmm. and pointing out that Proverbs 31, she had jobs. Mm-hmm. She was doing things. Mm-hmm. She was making moves. She wasn't mm-hmm. just sitting at That's home. That's right. And I think that we need to be reminded of that is mm-hmm. the surrender. Mm-hmm. And what does it look like to say, God, where do you have me now? Do you mm-hmm. have me staying home with my kids? Mm-hmm. Do you have me in the workforce? Do mm-hmm. you have me running a business? Mm-hmm. What does it look like mm-hmm. for your calling in mm-hmm. my life? I think you just said that perfectly. Yeah. And I think, I think that we get our, where we lack contentment then is when we think we we should be or we beat ourselves up is when we think we should be doing the, this all right now immediately. And then also that we would um, think that staying home with little toddlers and babies is, is super glamorous. It is not. It is a lot of work. And there's not very many people who love housework. Mm-hmm. And the woman, there's, there's just things about being human that isn't fun. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Both of us have things that aren't as much fun. Mm-hmm. And so being content is just being surrendered to God and what, what you can't control. Mm-hmm. And then doing what you can, what God asks you to do is the things that you can control. Mm-hmm. And then the rest you just have to trust God with. And I would also say that lowering your expectations of yourself and others, mm-hmm. because I believe God can do anything, but we are, lim- we have limits. Mm-hmm. And People are human. They have limits. Mm -hmm. And so lowering our expectations and believing the best with God, Mm -hmm. that he will bring about the good things in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I do think that um, eventually all of those things will happen that God has placed in your heart Mm -hmm. and that we can just exercise patience Mm -hmm. and allowing those things because he knows what's best for us. He knows when the timing is best for us for our, 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 maybe we have something in our heart that God has put on us that we want to do. He will let us know when that is. And um, I do believe that, uh, and now I'm here at the end of, not the end of my life, but the middle of my life where my kids are all grown and I'm starting to have grandchildren. I have one mm-hmm. six month old and soon to have a second one here in a couple months. And I think I'm just reminded that family is the greatest reward. And I and I want to also speak to women who, who, who aren't married mm-hmm. and who do not have children of their own. I do believe that God has called all women to nurture Mm. Whether you have women or not, he is called, or excuse me, whether you have children or not, he has called us that we are gifted in nurturing, Mm -hmm. that we are gifted in caretaking. Um, One of the best uh, examples of that is Mother Teresa, Mm. um, that she never had any children of her own. Obviously, she was Catholic and she was Mother Teresa. And she, um, one of the quotes that I remember, and my husband even knew this quote, I was trying to, you know, one up him and say, have you ever heard this? And then he finished the quote for me. And I was like, ah, oh, I thought I had one you didn't have. Uh, he's, she said, if you, if you want world peace, what you can do is to go home 
and love your family. Mm. And I just thought that is so interesting that if we all took care of our family and nurtured our family and nurtured those who didn't have family, that we were the hands and feet of Christ like she was, that we would just care. There are so many girls who, who need a mentor, who need someone to nurture them, that we as women, actually in Titus, one of my favorite scriptures is where the admonishes the younger women and the older women that they that um, Paul gives Titus instruction and now I just lost my um, <laughs> my bookmark here where is it okay let's see if it's there ah there it is Oh, that's Ephesians. That's the wrong one. Oh, well. (laughs) Anyways, where it it talks about the younger women to teach the older women to teach the younger women. Mm, And that that is something that I think there there it is where we can nurture each other, whether you are have children or not, that we are called to lead each other, the older women leading the younger women. Yes. And that we would teach them to honor each other and not compete mm-hmm. with, with men, but we would honor men and to serve each other. That God has called us both men and women to serve each other. And so if we just take a little ounce of humility and not the pride of, you know, I need to have equal amount. We're going to do our house. You know, it's your turn to do the dishes. And, it's, you know, I did this and you did that. That's a terrible way to live, to measure up equality. Christ never meant for us to have equality with each other. He meant for us to serve each other, Mm -hmm. that we would mutually submit to each other. There are times when I help my husband more than he helps me. And then there are times that he helps me more than I help him, Mm -hmm. that we are in tuned in that unity with each other and that we would recognize the needs of others and that we would serve other people. If you just live a life of yourself and and you don't live it outside of yourself, that is an empty life. And that uh, um, the most unfulfilled life is a a life centered on ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. That is so good. It's such a good and powerful reminder as we are just in a culture today that is so Mm self-centered and very much what's in it for me, what can I get? And we forget about serving others. We Mm -hmm. forget about loving others. Mm -hmm. And I think that is all just such a beautiful reminder. And as we're wrapping up here, is there anything that you're like, I wanted to say this and I didn't get a chance to, or just any final piece of advice as we are looking at the Bible and Mm -hmm. what the Bible says about womanhood. Mm -hmm. And we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't have enough time to get into all the different aspects that, that the Bible does say about women. And there is just a lot in there. And I think one of the things that women get so hung up on is the, the, um, submission part. And when women have been abused and when women have been, um, manipulated or used as a doormat, submission doesn't feel good. And it shouldn't feel good because it's not done in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so if if that word submission is, is scary to you and that doesn't feel good, you know, um, I always just think of Christ. 
If you look at Christ, he submitted to the point of death. And he's asked, he's asked men to submit as Christ mm-hmm. submitted his and laid his life down, that we each have these different roles of submission, that it becomes a beautiful thing to, to submit. When we mutually submit in our roles to each other, it mm-hmm. becomes easier. So I would just, one of the things I wanted to say was that I would just encourage women to think of submission as not as a lesser than thing, yeah, but cool. as a Christ-like thing. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that we all have been been placed in an order of things and that God has made this beautiful tapestry of humanity and that all of us are required to submit and that it's not a unique thing to women only, Mm. that men submit too, that we are all under authority and that we are all under, especially in the church, under the authority of Christ and that it it becomes easy. None of us like to do it because we all have pride. Mm. But when it is done with love and honor, that we just we it becomes easier and something that is that is beneficial mm-hmm. and i think in the world they can't even really comprehend that mm-hmm. and so that's one thing that submission in a worldly sense is different than a submission in a in a godly sense yeah that's good and i think that the way i heard it that i really really loved and valued is actually from Jenny Allen when we also hear the word submission, there can be a lot of what you just talked about of just like, I'm less than then. Mm-hmm. He gets to tell me what to do and yeah. walk all over me. And that is not it. Yeah. Because if you read the rest of that yeah. verse and don't just pinpoint yeah. that one verse, yeah. there's a lot more said yeah. about how the man yeah. is the woman. Let's remember what Let's comes remember after. Let's remember what comes yeah. after yeah. and just pick up with That it. he lays his life down, yeah. you know. And what Jenny said following that is because at the end of the day, because the man has this role, he has to report to God mm-hmm. of how he led his family mm-hmm. well. That's and right. And he has the responsibility to say, mm-hmm. this is what I did for mm-hmm. my family. Yeah. Or this is what, ha- he has that responsibility. Yeah. And Jenny was like, and I didn't want to want that responsibility because of just like you said, yeah. he's submitting to Jesus yes. and yes. leading the family well. So yeah. I have always thought of it that way. And it just has. It's a mutual it's submission. A mu- it's it's a mutual just different. Piece. It's yeah. just different, but it's still, yeah. still comes with with a responsibility as she said that was that was really a good way to describe yeah. it um yeah so i just i i just want young women especially and teenagers to know that that the things that god puts in your heart are important to him mm-hmm. and that in god's word he has a perfect plan for you and to be fully feminine and and woman is the plan mm-hmm. you don't have to doubt that you know that God has created you and knows you and knows your heart. And as you surrender to him, all of those things will come flushing out of you. It will, it will, it will come out. Your life, your life lived day after day, surrender to God creates the beautiful story that we can, that we can know is going, is going to glorify God in the end and bring you the most, the most fulfillment that you can, that you can imagine basically. Yeah. Yeah. 
So good. Oh, I wish we had a thousand more hours to talk about this stuff. But, but I just really appreciate you coming well, in thank here you. and just sharing thank your you. heart for yeah. women and yeah. just this next generation. I do. And I have a real burden for the next yes. generation, and and good. I just I feel I've I I feel very strongly that this next generation needs older women like myself yes. to to lead them and to help them and to give them hope. Yeah. There is so much hope for them yeah. and so yeah. much future for them. And especially if they can just get a hold of God's word. Yeah. I love, like you said, the thing I do, I love God's word. Yeah. I love how sure of a foundation it is, how we can go back to it, how we don't have to say something and prove it. We can just point to God's mm-hmm. word. And so um, that is where my heart is, is to just help the find, help the next generation find their purpose and know that they that God has called them to be women and it is full of purpose purpose and um, excitement and and fun. It is fun to be a woman. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it radiates from you. Oh, it thanks. truly does. So thank you again just You're for welcome. being here and You're sharing welcome. all that. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bridge in the Gap podcast. We are honored to hear from Sarah Simerson on biblical femininity. You can learn more about Bridge in the Gap at mnbtg.org by downloading the Bridge in the Gap app through your app store and by following MNBTG on social media. Did you know the BTG podcast has thousands of listens? If your business or church would like to sponsor an episode to promote your organization or upcoming event, let us know by emailing info at mnbtg.org. That's info at mnbtg.org. We also invite you to take a moment to rate and review this podcast to help others find this resource as well. Thank you for joining us today and we look forward to being with you next time on the Bridge in the Gap podcast.